You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everybody, it's Aaron Carey and welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today I'm sitting down with John O'James. He is the inventor and CEO of Odin Ice Baths. He was born with, with cystic fibrosis, a terminal illness that affects his lungs and other vital organs. When he was first diagnosed, doctors told his parents he had less than 10 years to live. Fortunately, his parents didn't accept that prognosis, and thanks to their unwavering commitment to keep him alive, he is now 34 years old and never been healthier. Jono started experimenting with different treatments and therapies when he was 14 years old because he was acutely aware of the fact that he might only have five years to live. After trying more than 150 different therapies and treatments, he finally discovered the therapeutic benefits of saunas and eventually ice baths and hasn't looked back since. Unfortunately, like many other people, he noticed that there weren't a lot of good quality, affordable ice baths on the market. So that's when he decided to make his own, hence the birth of the Odin ice bath. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak to you and many other people. Yeah, I'm just... I you know, we talked a little bit before we started recording, but I really am blown away just by your story in general, because I do know somebody who has a child with cystic fibrosis and it is, it's, it's a very traumatic diagnosis for both the parent and the child. And there's a lot that goes into it. So can you share a little bit about just your personal story there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're hundred percent correct. Like it's, it's, it's one of the yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a pretty, pretty brutal condition. Um, as you said in your intro, like I was given, the doctors thought I wouldn't make it much past um, my 10th birthday. Um, and uh, yeah, so for anyone listening, it's, it's a condition where the, the lungs are just incapable of fighting off infection. So like uh, people with, with CF will, will have a, a very prominent cough and uh, the cough will, uh, like the bacteria in the lungs will slowly kill off kill off the lungs like little by little by little and um and then eventually there's nothing left and uh, someone ends up on oxygen and uh eventually they'll just lose their lose their battle with with the condition and it also affects things like um the digestive system as well and uh diabetes is really common in in, mm. in this population so yeah it's a pretty it's a really brutal condition um yeah, thankfully, my my parents kind of they've always been sort of outside of the box thinkers. They've um, so what they did is they, they 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 saw that the doctors were very good in certain areas, but in certain other areas they they were sadly quite lacking. And so they decided to sort of just take everything that they got from those doctors and then run it through their own their own sort of logic and um and take the take the good and, and leave the bad and uh, like uh, an example of this is um they used to do what they call a cf camp so they get all of the cf kids and they take they put them on a they uh, send them on a camp and uh and of course like everyone knows this with covid right like you if you have someone with a with a um a bacterial or viral infection worst thing to do is put them with another another person with that so it'd be it'd be the same as getting a bunch of people with covid and then putting them in a in a um on a camp together mm. we, and, and it's even worse than that in that um people with cf are just 
they just like as I said before, their their lungs are almost completely incapable of fighting off infection. So mm-hmm. it was like the worst thing that could have been done. So this is like there was a bit, there was a few things like that um, that my my parents they looked at that advice and they're just like wow that's just there's there's something that not that's not quite right about that. Um, another example was <clears throat> uh, so cat, as I said before, like uh, the stomach is um, the digestive system is quite severely um, impaired by CF, <clears throat> and so calories are really important. Mm-hmm. It's really important to get lots of calories in. But the doctors um, and especially the dietitians, basically their advice is, you know, I, I think the actual exact quote is feed him on party food you know, McDonald's and, and chocolate and KFC and um, mm. all this processed, really bad foods. Inflammatory and that, things. That super inflammatory, yes. And that's what, that that was their advice. Mm. And so they're thinking, but okay, hang on a sec. You're, you're talking about someone who has, who is immuno, immunocompromised <laughs> and you're feeding in this diet. And if you put a normal child on that diet, they're going to get sick more often. So my um my I I really do have have my parents to thank for me being alive and well today because they they took what they they took the good advice and they ran with that and then they discarded the bad advice and um, they also learned that you know health is not just what you put in your body it's also your mindset your psychology mm-hmm. it's the environment that you're in um, it's obviously exercise and diet it's there's just so many different facets to being healthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, food is a big piece of the puzzle, but it's still just a piece of the puzzle. So um, yeah, and I that blows me away. I, the inflammatory foods. It's like yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Just, it'll keep them happy. And oh, yeah, that's shocking, but not shocking to me. <laughs> so tell me, <laughs> yeah. um, you mentioned that you tried more than 150 different therapies and treatments. Can I mean, that's a lot. And is this after you had already decided to kind of take matters into your own hands after the age of 14? Like, what are some of the things that you, you dug into? Yeah. So I guess, um, I didn't, I always knew that I wasn't really normal. Um, my mom didn't want me to know what I had Mm. because she didn't, she didn't want me to, well, Google, like the internet wasn't really around back then, but she didn't want me to research and and find out exactly what the condition was and find out the life expectancy and things like that. Cause you know, if, if whenever you're diagnosed with something, something, that's what you want to do. That's where, where your mind goes. And, and she didn't want me to sort of play into, um, play into that, into my condition. And, you know, it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you, you just lose a bit of hope and cause it's, you know, you're against very formidable odds. And so you, yeah, you play into it and it's, um, and mindset and, and, uh, mindset's an incredibly important thing. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was, uh, I would, mum kind of set me up in that way, um, to not really know what I had. And I always knew I was a little bit different, but, um, it, it only kind of dawned on me when I was in, when I was about 14 and, um, <clears throat> And I was always really interested in how, uh, when, once I did find out about what condition I had, um, I was always really interested in why I was so well relative to other people. And so that just, it just, it was just, an, it just became a natural interest of mine. And I, I, I became one of these, I, I became a bit of a nerd. Like I would, mm-hmm. when other kids would go home and watch cartoons, I would be reading journal articles on the internet and, um, 
just so yeah so getting back to your question like basically i just tried everything from from since i was 14 all the way up to like i'm still trying things now i would i would tweak my diet i went low carb i went no carb um i tried the paleo diet which is actually really really helpful like a higher carb paleo diet i tried so many things um a lot of the a lot of the therapies uh, involve inhaling medica- medication into the lungs mm. so i tried everything under the sun as far as that goes i tried eating eating in different times like the circadian rhythm is, is incredibly important for a bunch of things uh, even like even now i i wear those um blue blocking glasses at night and i've got a, a bright light that i wake up with as well so you want to turn that melatonin off in the morning and you want to um, get it get it going in the evening. And that's connected to the immune system and metabolism and a bunch of other things like that. Yeah. So basically just my entire like the way I look at it is that if you if you ever look at a, the results of a clinical trial, like say it's uh, vitamin D on depression, you know, they've got 100 people that are in that study. Some people, if you look at the scatter plot, there'll be it'll kind of be all over the place, but trending in one direction. And on the left, there'll be people that had no response at all. They're, they're the non-responders. And then people that are hyper-responders on the other end. And they, you know, they, whatever the vitamin D cure their depression or whatever it may be. And um, I'm always, I'm a, I'm a big believer that everyone is a hyper-responder to something. So it's just a matter of, you just got to keep trying things. You just got to treat yourself like a one, one person clinical trial and try things and try things and try things. And then eventually you will find something that you're a hyper-responder to. And I think that can apply to absolutely everything. You know, I don't like, it doesn't matter what, like whether it's depression or um, heart disease or diabetes or my, in my case, cystic fibrosis, like there's something out there that you're going to be a hyper responder to. So you just got to go out there and try it. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think it's fascinating. You were biohacking before it was a thing. (laughs) You were like the original biohacker before they had a name for it. I mean, we're talking about 20 years of, of you doing this kind of thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I guess um, I've never heard it put in that way, but I guess so. I, I guess I was one of the. I was doing it before. It's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're an early adopter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about sauna, and because you started with saunas, right? Um, and then ultimately this cold water therapy. But I'd love to talk first about what got you into saunas and and the benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to be clear. It's not, this is not something that has cured my condition. It's like, there's, there's probably 10 things that have helped. And this is one of them. Um, Because, you know, health, health and wellness is more than just uh, one thing. But um, I, I've always, um, like, as I said, I've, I've always sort of had that an interest and desire to improve my health in little, little kind of little increments. And I've always enjoyed saunas and I did read a bit of research on it. And, um, and the research was pretty, pretty strong uh, as far as the influence goes on the human body. So I ended up buying one um, and um, I bought it at an online auction and um, I, I didn't know yeah, I just, I logged into this on, online auction and every single auction I've ever been on, it, you know, the price sort of doubles in the last five minutes. And I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, it was, it was $1,500 and I thought, okay, well, um, you know, I'll put in a, put in a crate, like a, just a bid at that price and then I'll, I won't get it. So it'll be fine. It's just a, just a funny thing for me to do. And um, any, anyway, I ended up winning the auction, mm. which was like, oh, oh crap, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> 
because uh, I didn't know if it worked. I didn't know how big it was. I didn't know if it disassembled. I didn't even know where it would go in my house. Um, so yeah, I, was, I had this big, oh crap moment and thinking, oh God, I've just wasted all this time. Anyway, it turned out it did work. It did disassemble. I did get it in my house and um, I've used it ever since. Like I absolutely fell in love with it. It's just, it's, it has become my happy place um apart from being in the ocean surfing which is my <laughs> other one and um yeah and and I, I as soon as I started using it I found that I got sick less um my lungs felt better um I was able to maintain muscle mass um, easier as well and yeah so that's how I got into sauna and then um and then naturally that that sort of progressed to ice baths because I really I found I really enjoyed going from really really hot to really really cold so I would jump out of the sauna and then uh, into my pool and then back again uh, obviously that only works in winter time and um, yeah and I just found that any any um, any benefit I got from the sauna was like double when I added the ice bath into it and um, I found that I was started sleeping better and had more energy more mental clarity um and yeah even got sick even less often and um yeah so the two the two they work synergistically and uh they're great on their own but they work synergistically when when they're uh, matched together yeah and there is increasing science being done on both of these tools but you know what i always find fascinating is that this is something that was utilized by many people groups for a very long time you know the extreme temperature shifting and we just now are like, oh, wait, let's try this and have science to back it up. <laughs> I find that fascinating. So can you share a little bit about what the science is saying about these extreme temperatures on our on our physical, mental, overall well-being? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, getting back to what you said, like, uh, I think a lot of these things come from traditional practices. Like, um, I, I, I'm not sure of the exact history of this, these things, but I know the Scandinavians have been doing it for years and years and years, um, or like, yeah, millennia. Um, but yeah, the science is, uh, there's, it's still relatively new, the science, but um, more studies are coming out all the time. And there's a very, there's a very uh, good there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of studies that have come out and they range from effects on uh, mood disorders like anxiety and depression, uh, inflammation, uh, metabolism, um, just all sorts of things. Like I'd like um, a recover uh, muscle recovery, muscle growth. Just uh, yeah, just it's it's quite impressive what um, how effective these these therapies can be. So yeah. 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 And these are all things that, that the majority of people are struggling with right now. Chronic disease is continuing to be on the rise and that does impact mood health and inflammation is the driver of quite a few of our chronic diseases that we have, especially the lifestyle mediated ones. And so I think that that's huge to be able to what sit in a sauna for, I mean, how, how long do you need to sit in a sauna and then an ice bath? You really don't need that long at all. Right? Like what does the process look like for you personally? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I probably do a little bit more than other people. Like I, um, I do, I do two cycles. So I go, I do about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on how I feel, depending on how hot it is in the sauna. And then I go and jump in the ice bath and, and then I go back again. I do that. I do that twice. Okay. <laughs> but um, the research is suggests that you can, you, you can get quite a lot of benefit from not really that much. 
especially with the ice bath, like uh, just a couple of minutes is, well, you'll get some pretty good benefits from that. Yeah. So you alternate back and forth. So you don't have days that it's like, this is my sauna day. This is my ice bath day. You do both at the same, same time. Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. So I, um, I just really, I just, I really enjoy from an enjoyment perspective. I really like doing one and then the other. And from a health perspective, it's, um, it just supercharges, they supercharge each other. They, they work synergistically. But having said that, um, so many of my customers, they just have the ice bath and they, um, that's the ice. Like I, I probably, well, I don't sell saunas, not yet at least, <laughs> but um, I get so many people saying that the ice baths are just um, something it's just I like for a lot of people. It's a, it's a need, not a want. Mm-hmm. Like I've got people who, um, who have like horrible back injuries and they're just in pain constantly. Like one of my, one of my customers, he said that the only place he's not in pain is in the ice bath which is a bit ironic because you're in in a pain when you're in the ice bath yeah um yeah so it's just uh it's really interesting what people use the ice bath for yeah so so what caused you to want to launch your own ice bath company well it was it was out of necessity really because i didn't uh there's a fair few there's a few more companies on the market now but at the time there was only there were only two options, and they were all, they were both from America, and they were both more than I thought. Um, I just didn't see the value in what they were providing, and um, I didn't really like the look as well. And um, and I I went down the route that a lot of people would go, and that's just uh, to convert a chest freezer. Um, but the issue with that is that you have to it's it's you have to spend a good sort of twenty to thirty hours actually uh, retrofitting it, otherwise it, it'll leak and. It won't be mm. safe electronically and uh, various things like that. And, and at the end of the day, I had a sauna and it was on my deck and I couldn't really imagine myself putting a chest freezer next to my sauna on my deck. You know, people mm-hmm. would come by and be like, oh, why have you got, why have you got your fishing bait like <laughs> um, uh, freezer on, on your deck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I decided to, I decided to make my own. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Wim Wim Hof, mm-hmm. but there's this really iconic photo of him sitting in a in a barrel, and there's ice all the way up to his shoulder, and it's just a great photo, great a great a great visual. And I thought, wow, how cool would it be if you could if you could get a if you could just make a barrel like a whiskey barrel or wine barrel and just plug it in and have cold water on tap, basically. And um, that's, that was kind of the foundation of the idea and things just kind of progressed from there. I, unfortunately, that, part, that actually didn't work because the whiskey barrel is way too tall. Mm. There's not enough. Like when you, once you put insulation in there, there's not actually enough room for a human being. And, um, yeah, but that's, that's kind of where the idea came from. And then it just naturally progressed to where it is now. And so for those who are interesting, uh, who are listening, sorry, um the odin it looks like a cedar hot tub but it's got a it's got a 316 stainless so it's got a marine marine grade stainless uh, insert and um people really seem to like the look of it and it works the same way as a chest freezer in that we've got copper coils that wrap around the the metal tub <clears throat> and that actually allows it to go as low as 32 fahrenheit or zero degrees celsius so you, you can turn wow. it on and, um, and yeah, it will, it will produce ice around the walls of the uh, stainless, which is, it's quite, um, it's quite a cool experience watching it and getting in there as well. And, um, yeah. and you don't, like a lot of people ask me if they have to do it at, at 32 Fahrenheit or zero degrees. And the answer to that is no, um, 
you can choose any temperature from from uh, from your tap water temperature all the way down to uh, 32 Fahrenheit. So um, yeah, and I, I, if anyone did want to get into um, or try this, I would recommend um, not starting there because that's <laughs> you might scare yourself away from doing it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, starting at sort of 10 degrees Celsius. I don't know what the conversion rate for that is in Fahrenheit, but um, and starting at that that point and then doing it for a couple of minutes and then getting out and then and then slowly ramping up the time and or lowering the temperature that's the best way to um that's the way the best way to get into this okay yeah because i'm sure there are people i'm sure the majority of people listening right now have never done an ice bath because while we are more familiar with saunas because you know gyms will have them and and they're more available you know wellness centers and places like that the ice bath concept is a little bit new at least for the majority of people, you know, so what does it, how does it even, like you said, you're adjusting temperature. So how long, if you're wanting to try it for the first time, how long are you in there? What are the full benefits of staying in there longer? And are there special breathing techniques you're supposed to do while you're in there? That's going to make it better. Like t tell us all the, all the details there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as, as I said, the, the best thing to do is to start, start quite warm really quote unquote warm because obviously it's still cold <laughs> um but yeah start at around i would recommend start at starting about 10 degrees celsius i don't know what that is in fahrenheit as i said and then just slowly going down from there um but yeah like i think any 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 bit of cold exposure is going to be um helpful and um any bit of you're going to feel the effects of any bit of, any um amount of cold exposure uh wim hof recommends four minutes at four degrees celsius um i think that might be about 40 degrees fahrenheit or something like that and um yeah but any like uh the, yeah the goal the goal is to slowly bring yourself down to that point and um <clears throat> yeah the goal is to just slowly bring yourself down to that and you're, you're still going to see um benefits from from um from higher temperatures uh, and shorter periods of time but uh, the, it's, it's best to just kind of go at your own rate and um, and not push yourself too hard. Like you should push yourself a little bit, but not too hard. Because at the end of the day, if you if you try and go too cold or too long, then, you know, the discomfort will become more than you can really get your mind around or, or convince yourself to do regularly. And at the end of the day, like it's better, like these things help if you do them every day. Mm. And so if you go too, too hard, too quick, then uh, the psychological side of it comes into play and, and you'll, you'll have to start trying to convince yourself to do it rather mm. than if you start, if you start at a higher temperature, it'll be like, okay, cool. I can handle this. And then you just ramp it up from there. So you said just four minutes is, is the Wim Hof recommendation. Yeah. So it's, so it's pretty incredible. Like the results, the, the, the results that you can get from this therapy are four minutes. You know, most people, um, yeah. You know, that that's, yeah. Four minutes, four minutes is nothing. So, it really is yeah. nothing. I mean, I think about that, you know, I like to get back to circadian rhythm. What we were talking about, I like to get my morning sun and get outside with my dog, go on a little walk just to wake up my brain. And I, I finally, I told myself 20 minutes, 20 minutes, that's 20 minutes. I could be checking my emails or 20 minutes. I can be, I can handle 20 minutes, but four minutes, anybody <laughs> could do four minutes, but it is partially that mindset of, I've got to get in this thing. <laughs> How long does it take to set it up to even prep for it so that you're, you're ready to, is it like an, is it instant? Is it overnight? Is it, how does that part work? 
Yeah, so the Odin is designed to be turned on uh, once and then left on. So it's similar to your fridge at home, right? Like people okay. don't wake up and turn their fridge on because mm-hmm. it turns out um, <clears throat> it turns out the best is the most energy efficient is when you bring um, when you okay. So it's uh, it takes a lot of energy to bring something down to temperature, but it doesn't take much to keep it down there. So the idea is you turn it on overnight, it'll get down to maybe um, sort of six to eight degrees and um and then you just leave it on it's got built-in filtration so it will keep the water nice and clean and yeah and then and the benefit of all that is that you've got it there whenever you want it so you know like um if you use it in the morning it will always be there um it's always plugged in it's just doing its thing automatically and um yeah so you don't have to it's not like a sauna where you have to turn it on half an hour before you jump in it's just always there mm-hmm. okay yeah so is this something do people where do people keep it like where where do they in, in their backyard in their garage like where do you where have you heard of customers putting this yeah just pretty much everywhere really like the the odin is we consider the odin all water resistant not waterproof so <clears throat> we do recommend if people keep it outdoors and a lot of people do uh just to keep it out of direct sun and direct light okay. uh, sorry direct uh, direct weather like it'll it'll handle a, a, a bit of a like a um, a little bit of rain, but not torrential rain. And um, but yeah, I've heard of people putting it in in their living room. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, living room, garage, shed, pretty much everywhere. So yeah. 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 So I'm still, because I will say for me, I've tried to do the cold shower thing and in the summer, it's no problem because it's hot outside. And if I, especially if I go work out, it feels refreshing, but when it's cold outside, I can't do the cold shower. I feel like my body locks up in pain. So how do you keep away? You know, if you're trying to do an ice bath, I would assume that it's similar, that that instant cold is such a jolt to the system that it would be painful and it would be more of a locking up response in the body than a relaxing response, like in the sauna. So what do you recommend for people who they're concerned about that? Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, that experience probably is mostly when you get down to the lower temperatures. And so if you do start at a higher temperature and go for shorter intervals, um, it's something that you can slowly acclimatize to. And because you are, you are acclimatizing to it, it becomes less of a shock to the body. And um, so that's, that's the, the best way to do it is just start at a higher temperature. And, but it's quite funny because a lot of people, like I saw a, um, a post, I think it was in the Wim Hof group is like, um, like there's someone posts up as they say, um, I, I can't live without my ice bath, but I, I also can't do a cold shower. <laughs> okay that's good so, to know <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of people out there myself included I don't know what it is about it but I would much prefer to have an ice bath than a cold shower huh. um so yeah so then those two like a lot of people do start with cold showers and then migrate to an ice bath but I don't know it's something about with an ice bath you you know it's going to be cold and you prepare your mind whereas a shower is like most people that's kind of you know, people enjoy having showers and you don't really, you don't really want to necessarily um, sort of traumatize yourself away from that. (laughs) That's a, that's a good point. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I do, I definitely see that it can be beneficial and going back to the time, four minutes, that's nothing. So something I read pretty recently that I found fascinating about the concept of ice baths is that it improves your vagal tone. And for anybody who's listening, vagal tone, that is our 
really toning the vagus nerve. Vagus nerve is the nerve that runs from the brain to the gut and it helps to strengthen all the communication throughout the internal organs. And I, I read because it is such a stressor and because you, you truly have to create stress resilience, being in a stressful environment for that long, that it improves vagal tone. Has, has that popped up in your research as well? Uh, yeah, I have seen a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's really quite, um, it's really quite awesome how global the, the health effects of it are. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was going to say something, but I forgot. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Getting back to the stress of things like, um, it's one of those like exercise is a stress, uh, for instance, but it's a, there's a, like, there's positive stress and negative stresses and the the good stress is like exercise. Um, and that, that's what the ice baths are. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a stressor which reminds your body that <clears throat> it says, Hey, you know, you're, you're not quite sort of there right now. You're not, not quite good enough for this. So, you know, you can get, get your stuff, get your stuff together and, and, um, improve. And so exercises like that and ice baths mm-hmm. like that. And that's yeah. just a, just a positive stressor that makes your, that convinces your body to become better and healthier and uh, and more, more able to deal with the stresses that you put it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And creating that resilience because there is that mindset piece to it as well. It's different in the sense that you're like, I know this is good for me. I'm doing this thing because it's good for me. And even that tells your body, Oh, okay, this is hard, but we're doing it for good reasons. (laughs) And I think that's powerful because every, I always say every cell in your body is listening to your thoughts. And so having that mindset that you're doing something beneficial for yourself is, is huge. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, it, it certainly builds like psychological resilience 100% because at the end of the day, if you're choosing to get into freezing cold water and it's not it's not a pleasant experience, um, <clears throat> at least not at the time, like afterwards, you feel you feel like Superman. But um, yeah, if you're if you're actually choosing to put yourself in a really uncomfortable uh, situation and you're completely in charge of the of how you of, of, of how you react to that situation, then it's going to give you so much more psychological resilience in life when things happen to you that you can't control. And so, um, just from a, from a, like it, it, it improves physical resilience and also psychological resilience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so is there a rush? Because I know when I'm in the sauna, I feel like a rush of endorphins when I'm done. It's just this whole like mental clarity explosion in my brain. Is it similar with the ice bath? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's, um, it's amplified by going from the sauna to the ice bath. So yeah, whatever, whatever effects you get from the sauna, um, it's like doubly. So when you go from the sauna to the ice bath and back again, so. Yeah. Now I know there are people out there wondering, you know, inquiring minds want to know, does it help with weight maintenance, weight loss, muscle? I know we kind of talked about muscle, um, synthesis or or I can't remember the recovery. That's what it was. Muscle recovery. Um, what, what have you seen there? Yeah. So I, it wouldn't, it's certainly not a magic bullet. Like the, the, obviously the um, diet and exercise, um, among the most important stuff for that, but it certainly can give you a metabolism bit, a bit more of a kick. And um, the body actually burns a, a huge amount of calories. Like one of the, one of our biggest um, burners of calories is just maintaining our body temperature. So if you're jumping in four degrees of water, then, um, then your, meta- your metabolism is going to sort of supercharge immediately after that to bring your body temperature back up to, up to the, the baseline. So it, um, it can definitely help with that. 
That makes sense. Yeah. And so would you say, I mean, because you mentioned you have somebody that is, is, was it back pain, chronic back pain, who they feel like it helps with their back pain. So would that even help with like, say, you know, I'm working out and it's leg day and I hate leg day. I hate doing anything with my legs. Does it help to decrease the soreness that would come from squats and lunges and all of those things that we do? Yes, it absolutely does. Yeah. Hmm. So like, so there's two ways that ice baths can be used uh, with exercise, with exercise. Um, There's quite a bit of research showing that if you use an ice bath before you exercise, it will actually improve the amount of, uh, it will actually increase the amount of uh, muscle growth that you get from that. And if you use it after um, exercise, it will improve the amount of recovery. So, um, so yeah, you can use it on either side of, of workout and it will, it will help. Hmm. Is there a limit? Like, is there a limit where it's too much and you can't do any more than this that you've found? Yeah. I think if you get hypothermia, you've probably gone a little bit far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. But, but I think, yeah. uh, yeah, in, in, as a serious response, um, <laughs> I think there probably is an upper limit, but I think, um, I, I think it's one of those things that you, you do it and then you get the, you get the hit you get the endorphin, uh, hit and then, and then there's no, you don't really feel like jumping in, like, um, yeah, you don't feel like spending your whole day in there. I think you, you get, you get the results from it and then you're pretty good for another, for the, the rest of the day. So, yeah, gosh, this is so fascinating. I'm, I'm totally convinced that I need to start doing this now. <laughs> I, I really would be interested to know, cause I have, I've been digging into a lot of the research on sauna and one study showed that intense heat exposure can have antidepressant effects that last up to six weeks. And so I'd be interested to know on the reverse side, if they have done anything, you know, on, on with the brain and even things like cognitive decline and dementia, cause there's been a lot of studies with sauna on that, but I just haven't yeah. seen the ones for, for ice bath, but I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. So the, the, um, the science of saunas has uh it's a lot more advanced than the, sauna, the mm-hmm. science on ice baths but they they uh, mechanistically they they kind of work in the same in the same way via heat, heat shock proteins mm-hmm. and that's you know getting back to that's um that's when your body is your you know it's getting it's getting shocked or stressed into into sort of pulling its game up and so um the research is like more and more research is coming out is still in its infancy as far as sort of mental health goes, but there, there's, there's been the select few studies that has shown that, um, that like mood disorders and things like that have, have, um, have found, um, have found benefit from ice baths. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's incredible. Man, gosh. Okay. Well, so tell me, I'd love to know just for you, what does, a day in the life look like? What is it? What is a good day of mindful health look like for you since you have been in this world for so long? Yes. Well, you should do the opposite of what I do right now, I just started <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't sign up for, but I'm doing like 12 to 14 hour days. But in, in an ideal world, you would, uh, you would wake up, you would do it exactly as you described, wake up, get some nice, get some sun into your eyes, whether that is um, going for a walk or uh, waking up with a bright light therapy lamp um, that really helps in in um, in winter and in places where you don't get that much sun because <clears throat> that will that will turn off melatonin production and then you know get your get your brain ready for the day uh, at night time you want to put some um, blue light blue light goggles on 
and um, and that's that that works in the same way. Because so, when when the when the brain stops seeing blue light, that's when it turns melatonin production on. So you want to get you want to clean up your sleep hygiene and um, and yeah, eating eating between you know eating in a window of maybe eight to ten hours that's really helpful as well. And um, yeah, just managing managing stress, make sure you do something that you like every day, and um, yeah, and eating eating. Um, I I'm a big I, I'm a big proponent of the paleo diet. Uh, but I do like a modified paleo diet where it's higher in carbs. Um, I really like the, I like the the kind of theory behind it in that like our, the human body has not really evolved in the last ten thousand years. Like sure, more people are lactose tolerant, um, and our gut microbiome has changed a little bit. But um, at the end of the day, we we are more or less the same as ten thousand years ago. So anything that wasn't available back then probably should either shouldn't be eaten now or we should we should make sure that we've done the done proper due diligence on if it's okay to eat mm -hmm. and um yeah so there's just there's just so much that goes into it but at, at the end of the day uh it's just about getting it into a routine getting it into the habit and um and one of the best things as far as lifestyle changes goes is just to make make very small changes every day because a lot of people they go on these like eight to ten week challenges. Like I used to be a, a weight loss coach, and um, I'd see people, and so many of my clients would go, you know, I I I did this eight I did this eight week um, challenge, and and they are they ask, um, you know, it, invariably it's a gym that asks these people to do these challenges, and they they want to make sure that the the customers feel like they've gotten a lot out of it, so they just they just work them to the bone for eight weeks. And they're like, wow, I did, I got so many good results from that and I feel great. But at the end of the day, when the challenge finishes, that's, you know, that you go back to your normal life and all of the weight comes back on, you go back to your old habits and you're actually in a worse place than you were before. Because when you lose weight, um, you lose muscle and fat. Hmm. But when you gain uh, weight, you generally gain only, only fat. So a lot of people, when they do yo-yo dieting, they find that their body composition actually skews. So, so they, they lose fat and muscle, they gain back the, um, they gain back the fat, but the muscle doesn't actually um, gain back as much. So they end up, um, even if their weight is the same afterwards, their, um, their body composition is different. Yes. So the best thing with these things <clears throat> this is what I taught my, my clients to do that you just make a small change every day or even every few days or every week or whatever. So say, say you have a soda addiction. Say you're drinking like a, you know, a two liters of soda a day or whatever the imperial is of that. Um, you know, you just, just uh, okay. Say you're having uh, six glasses a day. So you take that down to five and a half. You do that for a week and then you take it down to five and then you do that for another week and then four and a half and then four and then three and a half and then three. And then eventually you'll just sort of wean yourself off that and, and you, you only move to the next step once you've gotten used to that amount of, of, um, of uh, consumption. And so you can apply that to pretty much everything in, the, in health and nutrition. And just, yeah. um, you know, if you get 1% better every day, uh, you do that for a year and you've completely transformed your, your body and your mindset. And, um, yeah, you'll be a new person.
Yeah, absolutely. I think that is such, I mean, and everything you were saying about weight gain, weight loss, you are busting some myths and I appreciate that because it's always a good reminder. So the last question that I will ask you that I love to ask is the name of the show is sparking wholeness. So if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? I think gratitude is really important. You know, if you have gratitude in life, then um, that'll set yourself up mentally and uh you know it, fl- it flows like it flows into in both directions but if you're it mentally if you're if you're happy um then that will flow into the into the rest of your habits and into your body mm-hmm. um but on the at the same time you need a healthy body to have a healthy mind so yeah that's the truth that they they play so much and i think that's what i've appreciated about this conversation is that we've been able to see how all of it is interwoven and, and all of these things that we do, they play off of each other and play into our mind and our physical body because we're all connected <laughs> there. Yeah. It isn't just compartmentalized, you know, like a car pieces on a car. No, it's where it's, it's a web in our body. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say web because I heard, I, just as you were saying that I, I, I it reminded me of a, I guess, I don't know if you call it a saying, but someone, someone like an analogy, someone said the human body is like very much like a spider web. Like you, mm. you pull on one of the strand and the entire web comes with it. And so, um, so yeah, like these things are not, they, they're not separate. They're, everything is connected and improving one thing will improve other things. Mm-hmm. And then, but conversely, um, imp- impairing one thing will also impair quite a few other things. That's but, so um, true. As far as sort of getting onto the health, uh, onto the journey of, of becoming healthier, um, you can use that as your advantage because one pulling one thing like fixing your circadian rhythm, for instance, that will lead to positive mood benefits and um, and energy benefits, and you and you can use that um, that improvement in mood and energy to go ahead and um, you know make changes in your diet and then mm-hmm. make changes in the rest of your routine and, and de-stress and things like that. So you just need to start somewhere, start small, and yeah incrementally change and with incremental change it's just it's uh, it's pretty incredible what what the results can be yeah it really is well i have appreciated this conversation so much this is so great but i know we need to find out how to get these odin ice baths and what the website is and all of that so so where do we go yes absolutely so uh, my website is odinplunge.com and uh, yeah, that's where you can that's where you can find my product. Um, have a have a look, see if you like the look of it. I would recommend anyone that does want to get into this though, don't definitely don't don't buy an ice bath straight away because <laughs> for one, you don't know if you're going to like it, you don't know if you're going to use it. I would recommend anyone that wanted to experiment with this is to basically just go buy a couple of bags of ice, pop it in a bathtub, jump in there. Um, saunas are a bit harder to replicate if you don't have one but uh there's a lot of wellness centers around that, that have those and um but yeah as far as the ice bath goes like that's your that's your, your lowest cost um easily uh sort of um least least uh that's your, that's your, that's the easiest way to to see if this is something that you'll really enjoy and um yeah and then and then just um move up from there so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is, that's, that's great. Well, I know I'm inspired now and I think listeners probably will be too. So thank you again for being on the show and for sharing your knowledge and your personal story as well, because that's always impactful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate it. 
The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.